Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Well, hello. We are back after a small spring break hiatus. Yeah. Everyone's taken their uh, couple days of spring break here and there, enjoyed themselves, and we'll uh, dig into that if we have time today. We're going to be running a little short today because, of course, the first week back, um, it's just been like pandemonium as mm-hmm. we're trying to do a podcast. A lot so of we're going to try to squeeze it all in there. And we have uh, some special guests joining us here in a little bit. Uh, we have Kramer and Jess, our radio friends that are in Baltimore. Uh, we're going to talk to them about some pop culture stuff. Mm. Um, and they're going to be calling in just whenever they get done with their show. So Which they're. Is, are they, do they go like straight up to 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we both were like. Because uh, Kramer texted Ooh. me and was like, hey, I want to talk to y'all about this Colton thing with The Bachelor. And I was like, I literally have about 15 minutes to talk to you. Before You're like, girl, you better hurry it up. I'm yeah. like, and then we were like, oh, we're doing our podcast, so let's just do it together. Yeah. Um. So before we get into everything, you can always catch Miguel and Holly Uncensored on the Miguel and Holly YouTube channel. Because mm-hmm. we uh, film it, and then it's posted up there. Then obviously you can listen on Spotify. Apple Podcast everywhere. We always ask you to please leave a review when you do listen, if they allow you to on a platform. So leave us like a five-star rating if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, just don't. <laughs> just shut your mouth. Yeah. Did your mother tell you if you have nothing else to say, don't say anything at all? Shut your mouth. And here is um, <laughs> a rating that we just got recently from Big Boy C O eight. I really love decoding people's Apple usernames yeah. because especially for sort of older millennials like myself Uh and Holly who've had iTunes for a long time, I actually had to change mine a few years ago when... I don't even know what mine is. I forgot when... How do you find it? um, I I think if you go like to your app store Uh and then you like look... Like, whatever way you, like, click on your uh, settings, I'm and it'll really see what curious. your username is. Okay. But mine used to be my old pseudonym back in the day, Zach6677. <laughs> and I remember a few years ago when I had to, like, get a new phone, and for some reason I had to get in my iTunes, and they were like, all right, what's your username? And it was like, Zach. And they was like, oh, why is that? Your, your, your why? name is Miguel? And I was like, it's fine. It was a middle school, high school thing. It's fine. Okay. But anyway, big boy C. Yeah. Oh, wait. He says, yesterday I had a road trip from Tampa to Canada. Oh, oh, that's a trip. I'm sorry, a road trip? I thought yes. a road trip That's is... a travel. That's a migration. Yeah, it's <laughs> legit. From uh, Tampa to Canada. And let me tell you, this podcast, Miguel and Holly Uncensored, made me feel all the feels. Mm. I laughed. I cried. I sympathized. I was even yelling, T, 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 at the end of every episode. Oh. The dynamic between the three of you is something I'll n- I've never seen or heard anywhere else. Wow. Stay amazing. Signed, your newest Platypus Posse member, Evan. Oh, oh thank you, Evan. Evan, wow. Wow. Holy crap. That was so cool. So thank you so much. And always, you can email us if you want some Miguel and Holly stickers. Yeah. Miguel at hot1015tampabay.com. 
So everybody was on vacation. You know, we sort of staggered it a little bit this year. Oh, wait, my Apple ID is just O'Connor.Holly. Oh, Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, I changed mine to my email address, my personal email address. So I was like, no need for all that. No need for crazy. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, we were on vacation. Yeah, we were on vacation. And, Holly, you were in Orlando. I was. I did a little adult spring break. So I got to do that Friday through we came back Monday, mm-hmm. which was so needed, and I was able to actually fully unwind and relax, which mm. I think is it made it it made the comeback even more difficult because mm. usually, like I'm, I tend to carry a lot of stress and anxiety with me even on vacation, and yeah. then when I get back, I'm just like, well, back to the grind. Oh. But this time, I did not. So mm. it was the, yesterday was tough, Oof. weirdly, not really at work here, right? Um, but at home, getting back into a routine was mm-hmm. difficult. But it was mm. so much fun while we were there. What all did you do? So we went to Universal on um, Friday mm-hmm. and tasted. It was like the last of the Mardi Gras, uh, you know, food and wine type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was their Mardi Gras festival. So we did that. Um, took some pictures, had some fun with that. We always go in the morning. So this was different. We went in the afternoon and stayed till the evening, oh. which I'd never do. And it felt very much like I was about to experience Halloween Horror Nights. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's what it felt like because so I'm not used to being in the park in the evening. And so I was oh. like, what is this feeling? I was like, oh, it feels like I'm about to mm. go into a haunted house. Yeah. I just got goosebumps mm-hmm. for Halloween Horror Nights. That is such a fun experience. I, know. I love it. It's fun oh. and scary and fun. Ah, it's so mm. fun. So, of course, I bought more Harry Potter shit. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Give them all your stuff. money. Well, my person told me and what this was going to be a Christmas present. Um, because you you know when you go into the stores at Universal, they have like your typical like I have my ID badge here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Ravenclaw. Like they have a bunch of tchotchkes and stuff, but they also in like glass cases have like the Horcruxes, like the mm. real stuff. Oh yeah. So he's real like, expensive. I want to start to get you like for your birthday or for Christmas like a Horcrux until we have the whole collection. And I was Ooh. like, mm. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, wait, you want you, you want to spend that money? He's like, well, do you want those things? And I'm like, mm. well, I mean, yeah, I'm mean, kind of do. Yeah, I don't know where in God's name I'm gonna put them. My house is not that big. Mm. But whatever. So we were like, oh, let's get one. They were out. Oh. Like apparently, there's like a big rush on some of these things. I don't know. I wanted the Rowena Ravenclaw diadem. Oh, they didn't have yeah. any. There was none in the oh. park. So we ended up getting like the um, the like the house crests. For mm. each of our houses mm-hmm. that I can then hang on a wall. Mm. So of course that was the that was the stuff that I bought. I just I buy things, but it, one of them was my Christmas present. I love it. So that was my that's that's how we did Universal. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say about the uh, Harry Potter stuff. Um, I was chatting with. Oh, we got our special callers, oh. and then we'll get back to your okay. vacation after that. Um, but I have a fun story about Abe and Harry Potter stuff. Oh. Okay. Oh. Excited for that. Is this Steve Kramer and Jess? Oh. Are we on hold? They put us on hold. <laughs> put us on hold. <laughs> Get them on the phone, but put them on hold. Yes. <laughs> oh, let's listen to their radio station in Baltimore. <laughs> hey. Choo. Oh, oh, y'all not hear us? Yeah, no, now we can. We're just sitting here doing our podcast and listening to your top of the hour. Do they pay you money to like pimp out that new name and then that's why you put it on our podcast? (laughs) Is that it? That's what it is. See you guys later. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why you can't hear us. 
I don't know why you can't hear us. We have you guys up, so hang on. I'm gonna try one more time. Hang on. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Oh no, not this song. <laughs> Need somebody. Uh, no, no, no. Hates Lewis Capaldi. Listen, when people ask me all the time, they're like, "Do you like all the songs that you play?" And I'm like, and then like I smile, and then there's like a small tear that rolls down <laughs> my eye, and I'm like, "Yes, I love all of Tampa Bay's new hit music." <laughs> Not this one. Yeah, he really does not like him. I, know, I still mean, like We're going to have to interview him one day, and it's going to be real awkward. I, no, I will. I promise you, because I've watched interviews with Louis Capaldi, and he seems to have a really great sense of humor. I'm going to be like, oh, they're probably going to call back. Yeah. Oh, um, but God. I'm going to be like, Louis, you know. What you does know. he know? He what writes he it. Know? He you loves know. it. He sings from the heart. Listen, that is one of those songs, because I like him as a person, but that song when you hear it every hour and you hear him singing, ah. somebody you love, you're like, I need somebody to love. Like the first couple times I heard it, I was like, yes, who is this? Oh my God, get it. And then that's, that's what radio does. Well, yeah, we heard it probably, you know, 15 million times. Now. Yes, we will punch it in your gut, in your face, oh. in your psyche, in your soul. Yeah. That's why whenever there is a song that I like and I know that we are starting to, like, ramp it up on hot, yeah. I stop listening to it. Yeah, because you're going to hear it all the time. Yeah, like uh, Dua Lipa Levitating. I am, and, like, that song, that's one of those songs sort of, like, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift mm. that, like, I just never wanted to end. Like, I just love it every time I hear it. Yeah. But I've had to, like, back off of it because I know that I can tell we're going to be playing that song for a long time. But, see, I don't feel like I've ever... Oh, this is weird. Like, I've, there's the, the phone. I feel like mm. I've never heard a song go on and on and on that I've loved. Mm. Like, it's always, like, the most either, to me, annoying or bland or, like, kind of wallpapery songs that get the two-year treatment on radio. Mm. Oh. What are y'all doing Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. This sounds like when we tried to do the video thing and it didn't uh, work yeah. on our end, but it worked on their end. I wonder if they have a cable out of place. I know, right? It's so funny, like, radio technology, like, we don't have, like, we have engineers, but we don't have them, like, helping us in, like, day-to-day, like, every broadcast. And so when we're trying to just connect like this, it's like, we just got to figure it out. We got to push a couple buttons and pull a couple. Baltimore's best music mix. Did they hang up? Yep. He needs to call your phone and tell you what's going on. All right. Maybe he'll text me back. But, yeah, what about blinding lights for you, Holly? Like, Actually, like- you're right. Never mind. I, I spoke too soon. I still like Blinding Lights, mm. which is weird because it's been on the radio for like two years now. Oh, yeah. And I don't like love it anymore, but if it comes on, I'm still over here like... Dabbing. Like, I, I don't mind it. I think that's probably one of the only songs that I can say that about because like Louis Capaldi has been out here bleeding at us for a long time now (laughs) and i can't and then there's some there's been other songs by the likes of like zara larson that also happened to stick around for a long time that i would be like jesus i'm like do y'all even know what this is anymore is this just like audio wallpaper to you i don't know but like i think the weekend was able to do it and that's saying something considering he did the halftime show. We hosted the Super Bowl. It was basically like they put that song on a loudspeaker in the city of Tampa and St. Pete <laughs> and just played it on a loop for about two months. Do, 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 do. 
apparently that was the only song ESPN knew to play from oh the weekend gosh. because when they talked about the Super Bowl, it was that, that song. Like, but that's the only one I can think of. Can you think of any other ones that have been like long? What are they called? Like long hit, long whatever they are. Like gold, yeah, the gold records, gold records that did not get annoying or obnoxious. I'm trying to, uh, I like. I like it, Cardi B. Did you get tired of that one? No, I never got tired of that one. I though. didn't even think we played it that long. That's how much I liked it. Did yeah, we? no. we. I think it was like a year we played it. Oh, I think okay. it was, because yeah, because that was like her big top 40 breakout hit. Then mm-hmm. maybe I'm mistaken, and I'm willing to obviously say when I'm mistaken, maybe it's just that I only know the ones that I hate True. that stick around a long time. Because for me, I didn't even think that that Cardi B song was around for that long. That's how much I liked it. Oh, that's, that's good. True. Well, and I feel like, because, like, Scott, you're at the beginning of your radio career, so you haven't experienced some of those songs that, especially when we were doing Throwback Thursdays, and we would play a song that we played a lot maybe, like, 10 years ago oh. when we lived other places, and as a radio person, it just, like, smacks you back, and you're like, I'm still not ready for that song. Do you know what song I heard this weekend while I was in Orlando? What? I want, I like it. It was from like 2013. I drove my car into a bridge. I don't care. I love it. Like, that's the song I heard at a bar, and I was just like, someone rip the speaker off. Please. No, no. I hated that. I didn't even like it when it was on. So that's probably why it registers in my brain that it's been on for a long time because I don't really like it. So maybe it's just that. Are there any songs for That's you yet, Scott, that you don't like yet, even though you're, what, three years into your radio career? Um, I think this, well, we're playing a song right now, like, literally right now, and it's uh, You Broke Me First, Tate McRae. I know it hasn't been on long, but I discovered that song before we started playing it by a different artist, and I loved it. Like, mm. I am an emotional song lover. So, Louis Capaldi, I love you. But that song, it was like, it was one of those that I would listen to every day, and now we play this version, and it's like... It just kind of sucked the soul out of it. I was like, dang it, I really enjoyed that song. And now I don't anymore. That's just one that's like a recent example. But a good majority of it, I still like, a lot of songs I still vibe to. But I'd have to look through the list on what we played for a long time. I think it's because you're you're new. I don't have many songs from my early days in radio. And I mean, I was in country, so it's different. But like, it's not different. It's just I didn't have many songs that I truly didn't like that would, like, hang around. And if there were, I don't remember them. And then I'm trying to think, like, when we first got, I first got to Panama City, like, late 07. You know, I give Taylor Swift some props on Love Story because mm. it launched in country first yeah. in, like, 07. And I w- and we played the shit out of it. <laughs> with the, the guitar version. And then right when I moved to Panama City to start on Top 40 is exactly when that song went from oh, country to Top yeah. 40. So I swear to God, that song was on a rotation of about every two to three hours for like three years of my radio career. Mm. And I I didn't really hate it. By the time it was getting to be the end, I was like, anytime. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm ready for the next one. Please. I think all of her 1989 album that came out, I was like good with all of those songs. Like I, if they, if we still played those songs, I would be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, they were good. They that was what radio needed at that time. I'm trying to think of songs. You know what's interesting is like I'm curious for Scott. Like right now, at the beginning of your career, there's gonna be a song right now, or maybe a, from a year ago, that in ten years, if you're working somewhere else. 
you're going to hear it and it's going to bring you like right back to this room to where you were sitting. Like to me, I remember when we started in Panama City and I was doing the morning show with you, Holly and Kramer, who were trying to get on. Yeah. And I was also doing nights at the time. And it was uh, uh, Cardinal Official uh, Dangerous. God is a dangerous, 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 that girl. Yeah. I just like, anytime I hear that song, it takes me right back to Island 106. Yeah. And I remember being in that studio and just everything was so new and different. Yeah. And like, I remember the smell of the room, the feel of the board, talking on the radio and like, being on my own for the first time at night, mm. like that song brings me, it punches me right back to 2008 every time I hear it. Yeah. I always like the Panama City classic, um, Baby, Are You Down, 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 Down. Okay, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't need to sing them all. I, that's okay. I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but down, 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 we're down, good. down. We're good. And down. I still love that song. All right, anyway, so are they coming or not? Uh, I don't know. He's still trying, so we'll just keep going. So you back onto your, oh, the story I had about Abe and the Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, tell, tell. So we've decided that, you know, whenever we do move on our own, and he's, like, said it a couple of times, because I've always thought that my Harry Potter decorations that I have are very tasteful that I have throughout the house, um, that they're not, you know, you have to look for them. They're not obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're not anything, like, I don't have a cloak just sitting out as soon as you walk through the front door. <laughs> you of have to wear it when you walk I'm in the sorry, house. I'm sorry, if right. you did, are you judging? No, not at all. Does but anybody here have them like that? No, but I'm just no, saying. because I don't have a cloak. Ah, I was going to say. I have an entire Harry Potter bookshelf that's right in the entrance of my house. Yeah. Well, see, that's okay. But it, it's a bookshelf, but, that, but you know what, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, it's now our house, you yeah. know? It's not just mine, whereas before, I was like, well... And so he's been like, well, you know, we're going to make sure that we have a three-bedroom house for, like, you know, our room, uh, a guest bedroom, and your office slash another guest room, and we can put all your Harry Potter stuff there. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, we have some of the portraits, and, you know, I have, like, the Ministry of Magic sign on the guest guest bathroom toilet, toilet, and it points down, you know, and he's like, yeah, those are cute. Oh, Oh, oh that's exa- no, that makes sense. So that's exactly what an office is there for, though. Like, that's where you'd put all your, oh, here we go. Like, cause I like Harry Potter, but like, that's what you would go. You'd go to your office. It's your escape. It's like, that's your space. That'd be perfect. I'm with Abe here. That makes sense. Okay, where but else are you going to have all this stuff? Have an off- well, that's my problem right now. Well, in that case, then yeah, bookshelf is a great place for it, too. I'm running out of room. <laughs> oh, okay. That's because I did a lot of Lego sets during quarantine, oh. so I don't know what to do with those Well, now. see, Holly, here's what you do. You have a seven-year-old, and yeah. so in a couple of years, when she's like Harry Potter reading age, yeah. then she'll get into it, and then you can just use her room to have your stuff, and you're like... I've been buying all of this Harry Potter stuff for you. It's for you. Yes. Don't think that I didn't put thought into how she might feel when my person and I got our own um, crest. I, of course, mm-hmm. got Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. He's a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Shout out. And I, and I was like, oh, Maya's going to be upset that she don't get one. But I'm like, but really, I don't know what house she's in. Exactly. She's not she has old to enough. discover that. Yeah. And we've done like kid tests and stuff, and yeah. it, it's ping ponged. It's told her both Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. So I'm like, 
We'll just wait. Well, She's probably it, a Gryffindor, but uh, well, you know, probably. I feel like oh, absolutely, you're Maya's definitely a Gryffindor. I believe so. <laughs> but, you, but you know what? I feel like you should make it is sort of like when we were seeing or freshmen in high school. The big tradition at our school was when you were a senior during the football season, you wore uh, camo pants or something camo and black because uh-huh. our colors, our school colors were green, uh, black, and uh, something else. And so, like, I, girl, I'm, I'm not a camo person, but you did it when you were a senior. Oh. And so I remember the last day of school my junior year when I got home, my mom was like, all right. Let's go get you some camo. Yeah. I know you're excited. And I could not wait to wear camo that first Friday of the football season, even though I wanted nothing to do with the football team at the time Whatever. and I wasn't going to a game. Sure. But I love the spirit of it. And so maybe it's something that you can get her excited about for Harry Potter is like, hey, once you get through all of them, yeah. once you get old enough, then we'll find what your house is. And mm. it's like this exciting thing that she can look forward to. Okay. So we got to wait till she reads all the books. Um, or whatever. Maybe I'll say, like, okay. Well, you know what? The kids in Harry Potter, it, they choose when they're 11. So maybe after <gasps> the first book, yes. I'll be like, I'm going to do the official Hogwarts, that website sorting hat. Yes. We will choose your house, and then we will get you all the stuff. I love it. Ooh, I think we have them on the phone now. You guys are so, you're so cool with Hogwarts over here. Yeah, oh, yeah, we are. Okay, bitch. Calm down, Okay. <laughs> This ain't 2008 no more, mother... Oh, wow. <laughs> Apparently it's we... been a day. It's been a day. Hey, listen. First things first, I want you to admit that you lie to your listeners. I'm over here trying to run a major market morning show, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, Miguel, can we talk to you after uh, on our Uncensored podcast? After the radio show. And Miguel's like, yeah, it's fine. We start ours about 940. I'm like, how in the world do you start a podcast if you're still doing a radio show then? Friend? Listen, we've always said this it's radio, radio magic. magic okay? It happens. L- yes. Much like Hogwarts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Radio magic. Mm-hmm. We believe in magic here. Yeah, we do. Good way to wrap it back around. How are you guys? <laughs> good. Good. Wonderful. How are you all? Uh, we're good. We're good. You know, haven't seen the sun in days, but I think it's still up there, so that's cool. Oh. oh Is wow. it still cold in that's Baltimore? So <laughs> Yeah, stop. Let's just stop. No, it's hot and cold. Like, I feel like the weather here in Maryland is almost like a mood ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's just no way to gauge it, and have no idea what's going on. And Very vibey. It's kind of like a magic eight ball where it's like, ooh, undec- today undecided. Be? What are you feeling <laughs> Come today? Come back later. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, apologies for the, the technical issues that we had earlier. Um, listen, I want I know we're, we're tight on time. I need to talk to Miguel specifically about gay. Oh, um, okay. So the big the big news today is obviously we're t- coming on the heels of Colton Underwood, and um, he just came out. Of course, Colton was The Bachelor. What was twenty fourteen? Jess, you remember? No, his no, twenty nineteen. Nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Oh wow, he was The Bachelor. Was, he was, was on Vegas recent. season in twenty eighteen, yeah. and he was on Bachelor in Paradise. Now, Colton just came out as gay, right? Uh, he was obviously not gay on on The Bachelor. Uh, I, I'm just genuinely curious, Miguel, to kind of break this down. Obviously, uh, for those who don't know, Miguel is, Miguel is a gay man. Gay. Um, how does this, how, how does this happen? Like, how, explain to us, like, the mindset of how this happened. And I guess the part, the only part I can't really figure out this whole thing is how do you go forward and present yourself as, like, literally the straightest man in America? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, literally, there's not a there's not a straighter person like 
and the person is like, I'm a single man looking to marry a woman. And right. I'm a virgin. Right. And I'm a virgin, too. And I'm now going to be on a show with, you know, 19, 20 women trying Throwing to, like. themselves at Yeah. Us. And yeah. I get to go on dates and all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Like, well, do you have any insight on this? The news just broke a couple hours ago. You're the first person I thought of. Miguel's really great at breaking these kind of things down. And I can ask questions that I feel might be a little bit ignorant, but, like, I just feel confused by this one. Right. And you know what? These sort of situations are obviously very confusing if you are not gay and you've never dealt with those feelings before. But to me, it, it made perfect sense. Uh, because from what I can gather, like, to be uh, completely honest, I don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, so I only know about it from what Scott would give his updates at the time, and so just from sort of living through that. and So I don't know how he was, but from what I get is that he's sort of like a religious person or faith is very yeah. important to him. And so yeah. a lot of times what I found is that you as a young kid, like, there was never a moment when you, Kramer or Jess or Scott or Holly, that you said, I am straight. You just knew that when you were younger, ooh, I kind of like being close to the person of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. You didn't label it. I always right. felt that way when I was growing up. I was like, ooh, I like to be close to my friend Blake. And I didn't understand right. there was nothing sexual about it. I just like to be around him. And then as you get older and you start to understand what those feelings mean, you have a choice, not a choice in your sexuality. You have a choice on if you want to live in your authenticity. So depending upon how you grow up, if you grow up with, and I mean, to be honest, in 2021 with our generations, we know it and we can speak on it. A lot of religions don't like that and they look down on it. The religion I grew up in was like, gay is wrong, gay is a sin. So I would sit in church every weekend and I would hear the sermons about how homosexuality is wrong. So if you are, we all are impressionable at that age, but depending upon your personality, like maybe Colton was a really, really big people pleaser and his dad, and maybe he has parents that are very sort of nuclear, like, ooh, you're going to be, you're our son and you're going to be the football player and you're going to be the woman womanizer or whatever, you know, when you're growing up. And so all those expectations are put on you mm -hmm. when you're trying to figure out what this feeling is inside of you. And so by the time you realize and you can put a name to it, you're like, oh, my gosh, my church says it's bad. Society says it's bad. And so then you just push it down and you're like, well, that's not a real thing. That's just like a feeling I get. Like maybe everybody feels that way. I know that he did do research. Like his dad had found like, why do I not want to have sex with my girlfriend in Google searches? Or like, oh, wow. why do I, am I gay? Like he did those Google searches and then his dad like, you want to talk about something? And he's like, no, don't tell mom. Mm. Like it was just very, they never talked about it. Right. And it was, uh, you know, perhaps traumatic and he needed to, to hide that. Right. I don't know. And, and that happens a lot. I mean, I have a good friend of mine that is in his, I think, late 40s, early 50s. He was married for 25 years has two beautiful daughters, and he got to a point to where he was like, this is not my reality. Like, I did this for society mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be judged, but he couldn't live in that non-real life anymore, and so he had to come out. And so to me, it makes perfect sense how someone would be, like, why did he go on The Bachelor when he was still a virgin? 
How do you prove that you are a man's man and you push down those feelings to prove to the world that I'm not gay? Well, you go on The Bachelor and you have all so these women. Think, and that's, I guess that's kind of where my question was coming in. I mean, do you think all of that was to try to prove how not gay I am? Oh, y'all think I'm gay? I'm so not gay. Look over me. I'm the bad. I mean, to anybody. I mean, do, what? where does that come from? Like, it, was it to himself? Was it to his, like... I think it was to himself. Absolutely. Who who are you trying to satisfy at the end of the day? And, like, if you can tell yourself you're not gay, then you've won. Mm -hmm. Right? I think Jess was right to ask. It's. I think it was to himself. And then secondarily to anybody else. His friends, his parents, whoever. I don't know. But I think possibly trying, and maybe, we don't even know this could have been subconscious, he's trying to test himself. If I mm-hmm. can find a woman out of these hot 20-something, you know, women that are literally throwing themselves at me, yeah. then, like, I can't go wrong with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I'll definitely figure this out. Right. And, yeah. I mean, and I can tell you that before I came out, um, like, before I told the first person I ever, well, I actually started, like, on the internet. Like, when we first got the internet my freshman year of high school, um, and I would be in chat rooms under a different name and I would talk to different guys and it was like, oh, I'm gay, I'm uh, 14 and I just want to connect with other gay teens. The first time I told someone leading up to that moment, everything in my life was about proving that I wasn't gay. Everything. I mean, and I have. You so, so did not want to get discovered. It was like that big of right. a deal to you that, like, you're like, I'll do everything to be, to be straight. Absolutely, because and especially because I don't know how old Colton is, but I'm assuming he's probably in his late twenties or early thirties. Twenty nine. So when you've come up in this generation where it was like half of society was like it's kind of okay. Like, yeah. for, like, what we consumed as teens back then, like, all the shows we watched on, like, the WB or MTV, they would have the gay character. And it was like, okay, it's kind of okay. Mm. But then, like, at the time with the politics where they were, with where um, even, you know, like, the liberals, quote, unquote, back in the day were like, well, I don't believe in gay marriage. Everything was saying, do not be that person. And so right. you want to prove with everything in your might that you are not gay. And so that's why you have a lot of people that end up not coming out until they're unfortunately like married with kids. And then they finally get to the point where they can just let go of that fear and live in their truth. Do you think you're going to come out straight one day or no? Actually, you know, I've been looking at Holly all these years and I'm just like, (laughs) finally happening. It's time. (laughs) It's it's so funny to me that Miguel even had to come out. I mean, Miguel Miguel and I've been friends for years now, uh, and I every now and then Miguel will post like a Throwback Thursday picture or something. I'm like, how could anyone question? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Miguel was always in a costume or in some type of performance or or something was going on over here. I don't actually, Miguel. I don't even remember the story of you coming out, um, it, it, especially to your mom. Uh, Miguel has a, um, a single mom. Um, I don't think I know that story. Yeah, so, I mean, and remember, like, the Miguel that you see now is not the Miguel that was trying to be in the closet. Um, right. I would lower I my... imagine that. Like, what is, what is the difference, by the way? I need, I need to know at trying to act straight, Miguel. Like, what goes through your head when you're like, okay, act straight, act straight, act straight? Everything is ruled by it. So, for wow. instance, um, I'm trying to think of my mindset back then. Like, now, if I walk to the bathroom... Or if I'm just, we talked about this today, how, like, 
I will sashay down the hallway if I feel like it. You know, like that's just me. Whatever. I have a song in my head and I'm just sashaying whatever. I would never do that. I would never uh, be too talkative. I would physically lower my voice so it wouldn't be too high. I wouldn't. I remember uh, it wasn't until college, I think, that I would let out that I loved pop music back then. Like Mm. when I was in high school before I came out, I was like, oh, my God, I love Incubus. Like, I love um, corn. It's so, it's so fabulous, isn't it? They're like, wait a minute. Right. But no, those sort of descriptive words weren't used. Like, it wasn't Miguel now imitating a straight person. That's just who I was. I had not come into my authentic self then. It was your, your shield. Exactly. And so everything was protecting it. Did you ever have to, like, pretend like you were straight as in the sense of, like, Talk about women in, like, a straight manner? No, because I never hung around guys that would talk about stuff like that. Um, yeah. I I lived a really weird life in high school and middle school because I lived so far away from my high school and middle school that I didn't hang out with people outside of school. So it was like we were in school, like, you know, doing work, and I would be in clubs like student council or, you know, stuff like that. And so it never came up. And so as we got older and like especially the kids from my church, they would be like, oh, you know, Marcus got a girlfriend and David got a girlfriend. Orlando got a girlfriend. And I was like, well, I'm trying to get into college. I don't have time for that. And so always something else, always something else you were working on. Absolutely. So there was always so there's always a way to hide it. So I truly feel for Colton because I can't imagine the pressure that he felt because I remember what it felt like at. 14 or no 15 when I finally came out to my guidance school counselor and the relief that came off of my shoulders and I was just one kid in a little high school so I can't imagine after you've come off of the bachelor and being America's guy for you know that Mm -hmm. season that's not your truth right it's almost like you have so much yeah every year it's probably got more and more bullshit that you almost have to unravel you know what I mean like Oh now, I'm, well now I'm a football player. Oh shit! Okay, I'm in the locker room. I just you know whatever. Like I love girls. It's fine. And all I'm on the Bachelor. I'm just a contestant. Oh now I'm a now I'm the Bachelor. You know, right. like I'm the guy. It's like I can't I can't imagine having that kind of stress. And so I mean, obviously we're all in the same mindset of like what a relief that must be for this man. You know, mm-hmm. to finally be able to speak his truth and be himself. I mean, wait. So tell us. I know you guys are on, on, on quick time, but can you tell us the story of when you came out to your mom? Because Miguel's mom. How would you define your mom to those that uh, maybe listen to our show that don't don't know anything about you? She is a uh, colorful character who (laughs) will speak her mind. Uh, She is very outspoken in her beliefs and uh, what she believes to be true. And she will will tell it like it is. Mm. She's literally one of my favorite people ever um, because she is just, so raw like it, she's the kind of person you can call up we would like call her in the middle of a morning show or something and like you, you know it's going to be funny and it's just going to be uncensored and like you have to be kind of nervous you always got to be kind of on eggshells because you're not <laughs> quite sure where it's going to go mm. miguel's mom also does she still think i'm gay to this day miguel yes okay yes probably mom still thinks that i'm gay i'm almost 40 years old by the way yeah. i mean it could happen yeah. it could i listen yeah, i've seen people I'm come waiting. out in later years um what, uh, <laughs> what 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 did she say when you came out to her So I was writing for an online magazine, a teen magazine, and I had written stories about discrimination and stuff like that leading up to 
this article I wrote where it was basically telling the story about how someone realized they were gay. So, like, I remember, and it was obviously based off of my experience at the time. So I remember, like, playing Smear the Queer in um, elementary school um, mm-hmm. with the other other guys. And I don't remember the article now, but it was all these little, like, anecdotes of, like, these childhood games that you would play with these awful names that when you finally realize what they mean, you're yeah. like, holy crap, that is awful that we used to play that. I never heard of that. What in the hell? Oh, yeah. Smear the queer. I don't, is that a southern thing, Miguel? I don't know. Because, yeah, it, it's basically, it's like dodgeball, right? It's yes. Like one man dodgeball. If I remember correct, I think we used to, like, we used to play, like, if you had the ball, like, that, you would go and, like, tackle the person or what something like the that. Yes. Fuck? Yes. Yeah. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a game. But in the article, I talked about how this guy realized that he had been playing all these games like that. And then when people started getting girlfriends in, like, early high school, he was like, well, I'm not really interested in it. And then he realizes that he's gay. I don't remember how it ended, but I remember we put it in the in the online magazine, and then I sent my mom the link to it and said, hey, what do you think of – and I sent her, like, three. It was, like, one about, like, MLK, one about <laughs> the gay kid, and, like, something else about politics. And she, like, read them all, and she was like, I really love them. I thought it was great. So the one about the gay kid was, <laughs> is that based on you? And I was like, no, 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 not at all. No, not in the least. Because I wasn't planning on coming out at the time. Like, but why, as a parent now, I know my child. Right. Like, I, and you struggle sometimes because you don't want to be like, did you do this because of X, Y, Z? And they're right. like, no. And I'm like, bitch, I know you did. <laughs> so I know your mom was like, oh, I see this is him telling me that he's gay. So like, right. I, yeah. yeah. But at the time, you know, when you're a kid, you don't think that far ahead. And, and you don't think your parent knows you the way that they do. Right. And so you're like, no, I'm not gay, girl. What you talking about? You're just everything's yeah. fine. And so then we we hang up. We stop talking. And then um, about 30 minutes later, after I'd really sat and stewed in it, I was like, I need to tell her. So then I called her and I was like, Mom, that story was about me. I am gay. And she was fine. And she and then she was like, well, have you told anyone else? And I was like, yeah, I've told my counselor and a couple of friends at school. And then she got mad at me that she wasn't the first person that I had told. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's amazing. So, but unfortunately, we've got to run. We've got to go yeah, talk bye. to our boss. Bye, y'all. Oh, bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I love people say bye. 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 Okay, bye. Bye. Scott, what's all your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio, Holly, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Miguel Fuller. You can find me everywhere there. Why are you creeping? That actually kind of sounds nice in the ears, though. That was actually, yeah, it was good. Is it sort of like that ASMR? Oh, no, if I don't think it's you, then it's kind of (laughs) nice. But now that I know it's you, it's weird. (laughs) Ah. Hello, Scott. All right, uh, we will see you all on Friday. Bye. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.